Well, we probably, I don't think it's a very long part, and so if we stop, we get through a little bit early here, we can have some questions here before you break and go into the grow groups to have more discussion. Well, a great truth from the Bible, and this means everything to us, and that is death is not the end. That Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for sin, and rose again, and whoever believes in him has eternal life. In the word of God, God has a plan, and I want you to think about mankind, since death is conquered, And let me just say this for you. Uh, Death is conquered. Nobody's going to stay dead forever. Nobody. Mankind will exist forever. Some will be with Jesus Christ. It's called eternal life. And some will be separated from Jesus Christ. It's called the second death. And so when are the people raised? Is there an order? In fact, that's the question we want to raise. Is there an order? Well, look at this. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 and 23. For as in Adam all die... So also in Christ, all will be made alive. But each in his own what? Order. Christ the firstfruits, after that, those of Christ at his coming. So we're going to talk about it. He gives us a hint right there that the first person to be raised from the dead, never to die again, is Jesus Christ. So we'll see how it ties together. So let's look at it. We're going to look at two things. We're going to look at the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just very quickly, what did this accomplish? And then number two, we're going to talk about the order of resurrection. On your handout, and I don't turn back there right now, but the very last page of your handout is a chart that we're going to be putting up up there so you don't have to look back there now but there's a chart for you to keep and so that you can study it yourself and see how things fit together so there's some really great things let's talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ I mean this is the key event in all the world Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven always existed existed eternally uh, in fact, it's just hard for us to grasp the, that eternal aspect of it, but he's existed eternally, and at a point in time in history, Jesus Christ became a person. Why? So he could die. He became a person so he could die and rise again for us. And so we're going to talk about his death and his resurrection. So let's start with the, the key, and here's the key. Jesus died to do what? What did he die for? Pay for the sins of the world. What did he rise for? To conquer death. And a lot of people don't talk about that. In fact, when people talk about Jesus, a lot of times they'll say, you know, Jesus died on the cross. That's true. That's true. If you read 1 Corinthians 15, if he doesn't rise, we don't have anything. So you can't just say Jesus died on the cross. You have to say Jesus died on the cross and rose again. It is the death and resurrection. And he died on the cross to pay for sin. And he rose again to conquer death. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how Jesus died to pay for the sins of the entire world. Now, this is the key. First John 2, 2. I'm not gonna, we're not going to turn to a lot of places. You can write things down. First John 2, 2. He himself is the propitiation. The word propitiation, and that's not the right word. That's a different word. But he is the propitiation for our sins and not ours, but for the entire world. The word propitiation literally means a sacrifice. A sacrifice official payment, uh, a, a payment that satisfies. And so he is the satisfactory payment for our sins and not ours only, but for the sins of the entire world. You understand that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he paid for the sins of every person, past, present, and future, believers, unbelievers. He paid for the sins of every person. How many sins do you have to pay for? Absolutely none, Okay. So that's that. Another verse, Hebrews 2.9 says, He tasted death for every person. 
The reason I bring this up is there are people who teach that Jesus only died for certain people. They say something like, they call them the elect, and they say that God in past picked certain people to be saved, and when Jesus died, he only died for those people. That's not accurate at all. In fact, we just saw that he's the satisfactory payment, not for our sins only, but for the sins of the what? Entire world. Did he taste death for? Every person. Yes, he did. Look at this right here. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. There is one God and one mediator also between God and men. It is the man, Christ Jesus. Look what it says. Who gave himself as a ransom for some. Is that what it says? What does it say? For all, for all people. The testimony given at the proper time. So Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for the sins of every person. You've got to grasp that because there are people out there who will teach you that that's not true. They'll teach you they only died for certain people. No, he died for every person. The second aspect of what we're talking about is Jesus rose to conquer death. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 21 and 22. For since by a man came death, Adam, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. That's Jesus. For as in Adam all what? Die, also in Adam, also in Christ, all will be made alive. Jesus Christ has conquered death. Look at this. This is Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. We won't turn there, but it says that he has the keys to death and Hades. And there's more. Look at this verse. 1 Timothy 1.10. But now has been revealed, talking about what God has done, by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who, what did he do? He abolished death and brought what? Life and immortality. This is to everyone. This is not just to certain people. This is to everyone. And so I want, I want you to look at this. Notice, sometimes people don't always grasp it. He's called the Savior there. And have you ever noticed that it's Christ Jesus instead of Jesus Christ? So when you look at it, and sometimes in the Bible, they will say Jesus Christ. Sometimes they'll say Christ Jesus. If they put Christ first, they're emphasizing the deity, the Savior Christ Jesus as deity. If they put Jesus first, they're emphasizing more of his humanity. It's just the way they did it. Paul did that a lot. He, he would say, Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus. And so here he says, but it's now revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who did what? Abolished death and brought life and immortality. That's what he did. And then look at this one. Oh, death, where is your victory? Where is it? Where's the victory of death? Where is it? It's gone. Oh, death, where is your sting? Now, we experience it, but it's not the end. And when people die, and we have funerals, and we see those bodies, and we say they're dead, well, they're with Jesus, but they're not. They're, they're not dead. Death is defeated. And one day, those bodies are going to be raised, and we're going to talk more about it. Uh, you, you need to understand that resurrection is the resurrection of a body. There were people who taught, even at the time of Jesus, the Sadducees, they were sad, you see, because they didn't understand. They didn't believe in things, what we call spiritual things. They didn't believe that there was life after death. Can you believe that the high priest of Israel, who was a Sadducee, believed that when you died, that was the end of it? Now, the Pharisees believed that people would be raised from the dead, but not the Sadducees. They didn't believe in angels, and they didn't believe that people would live after they died. There are people who teach that. People, there are a lot, but I want you to understand something. Resurrection is resurrection of the body. 
When you die, your soul and spirit goes to be with Jesus Christ. Your body's probably going to stay in a grave until he raises it from the dead. And we're going to talk more about it in a second. But that bodily resurrection, that's resurrection. Now, we're going to talk in a minute and say that Jesus is the first one to ever be raised from the dead. Resurrected. And you might say, oh, no, 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 that's not right. Uh, there's a boy in the, old, the guy in the Old Testament, and that little 12-year-old girl got raised, and the widow at Nain got raised, and Lazarus got raised. That's not resurrection. That's resuscitation because they lived and died again. Jesus is the first one to ever be raised from the dead, never to die again. That's why he's called the first fruits, and we'll talk more about that. So I want you to understand that when people, when the Bible talks about resurrection, we're not Eastern mysticism. We're not that your soul is just floating around somewhere and hopes to get involved in something. We're talking about the resurrection of the body. So we're talking about this idea of death is defeated. Jesus paid for all sin. Death is defeated. And so how does this all fit together? So let's talk about the order of the resurrection. Because if you're not sure, you need to know where you're going to be and when you're going to be, right? Would you like to know ahead of time, right? You want to say, well, I want to know. I want to know. Okay, so let's talk about it. God has a plan that some will be forever with Jesus Christ. This is called eternal life, and it is by faith in Jesus Christ. If you have believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life, you have eternal life, and you will spend eternity with Jesus. But then some will be separated from Jesus forever. The Bible calls it the second death. It's because they have rejected the rejection of Jesus. They have not believed in him for eternal life. They may thought good works would get them to heaven. They may thought they may say, I did all these good things, and when they stand before the Lord, they may say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do this? And he'll say, I never what? I never knew you. And so there are people who are going to live forever with Jesus Christ because they've got eternal life by faith in Christ for eternal life. But some will be separated from Jesus because they didn't believe in him. They didn't. We, you all probably have friends. You in this room, you have friends that you know have never believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life. And, and they'll tell you that. They'll say, no, I don't believe all that. And then there's some that you know that are religious people, but they've never understood and believed in Christ for eternal life. They thought by going to church or being good words, trying to keep the Ten Commandments, getting baptized, they think somehow that will save them. And they've not ever believed in Christ for eternal life. So let me show you this order of resurrection. There are two resurrections, one called the resurrection of life, and one called the resurrection of death. The first resurrection has three parts. It's going to be Jesus, it's going to be the church, and it's going to be at the second coming of Christ. Then there's a thousand-year reign, and then there's a second resurrection. Everybody in this first resurrection is called the resurrection of life. Everyone in this resurrection is called the resurrection of death. And so there are two resurrections, life and death. And so let's talk about, and this is the chart. This is a different way to look at it. This is the chart I have for you on the back, so you don't have to look at that right here. But here is the first resurrection. There's three parts to it. This is Jesus. This is the church. This is at the end of the tribulation going into the kingdom. After the kingdom is the second resurrection. So there they are, the two resurrections. The first resurrection called the resurrection of life. Second resurrection called the resurrection of death. It's sometimes called the second death. Sometimes it's called the resurrection of damnation. Sometimes that's what it's called. This is the resurrection of life or the first resurrection. So let's start and let's see how does it work. 
The first resurrection has three parts. The first one, to be raised from the dead, never to die again, is Jesus Christ. And that's right there. He died on the cross, paid for sin, and what? What did he do? He rose again. How long did he walk on the earth after his resurrection? Forty days. Teaching. People saw him. They saw him. They touched him. He ate. He's got a body that will never wear out. He is the first one. And look at this verse. And the women were terrified. They bowed their faces to the ground. The the angels said to them, basically, why do you seek the living one among the dead? He's not here. He has what? He has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee. He, He is alive. He rose from the grave. And we could do verse after verse after verse. They were the disciples. He appeared right in the middle of them. They all looked at him. He, they touched him and he said, here, give me, give me something to eat. I, I want to show this is a body. This is a body. So Jesus Christ died and rose again. He is the first fruits. In fact, in the Corinthian passage, it says, but now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. First fruits means the first one. The first one of those who have died is Jesus Christ to come back from the dead. Now, let's face it. There was the widow's son at Nain. There was the little 12-year-old girl. There was Lazarus. They were raised up. They died, and Jesus brought them back from the dead, but they didn't have resurrected bodies. They weren't resurrected to live forever. They actually died again. And so Jesus is the first one to ever be raised, never to die again, okay? The second part is us. The church, the rapture, where Jesus Christ comes in the clouds. I'm going to put this up for you. This is us. We're waiting for Jesus to come, and at any second he could come. He's going to take us off the face of the earth. They call it the translation of the church. We're going to be changed. It's the rapture. It comes from the Latin word rapio, which means snatching away. The Greek word is harpazo, which means to snatch and pull out. One of these days, Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds. And by the way, so Jesus already happened for him. Who's next? We are. When could it happen? Any second. Listen, we want to be ready, right? And when I say be ready, don't be, you know, it's like, oh, I got to do something. No, no. We want to be living righteously and godly when he comes, right? You don't want to be sinning when he comes, right? I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. That's what First John said. He said, we don't want to be ashamed at his coming. We want to be living righteously and godly. Look at this right here. For the Lord himself will come from heaven with a shout. And the voice of the archangel. Archangel's coming. Who is that? That's Michael. And with the trumpet of God. And guess what? The dead and Christ will rise first. Who's that? That's, though, that's the bodies of believers who've already died. They are with Jesus. By the way, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So there are believers with Jesus. And when he's coming in the clouds to get us, there'll be the shout, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. Their bodies will be raised up just like that. And we, who are alive and remain, will be caught up together, what, where, where? With them in the clouds. Jesus is not coming to the earth. He's coming in the clouds. It'll happen just like that. People won't see it. We'll see it. It'll happen to us just like that. And before you know it, we'll be with Jesus. And we'll see our loved ones who have already died. And their bodies have already been raised and gone just like that. It'll happen so fast. When Jesus comes a second time, every eye will see him. When he comes to get us, it'll happen just like that. We'll go, whoa, we're all tall. Yeah, <laughs> right? You know, and so think about it. So we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. To do what? To meet 
the Lord in the air. See, this is not coming to the earth. This is not the second coming. The first coming, he came to die. The second coming, he comes to reign. In between, he comes in the clouds. That's us. And we, so we will always be with the Lord. That's going to happen. When could it happen? Right now, it could happen. And people say, oh, it's like Peter says, where, there some, he's right, and he says, some people say out there, oh, where's this coming? Everything's the same as it's always been for a thousand years. It's going to come, and it's going to happen just like that. And guess what? Not any, Lord willing, not one of us will be left in this room. There's more. Philippians 3, 20 and 21. What a passage. Let me read this to you. You don't have to turn there. Philippians 3, 20 and 21 says this. Our citizenship is where? It's in heaven. Where we eagerly do what? We wait for the Savior Jesus Christ who will transform this body of our humble estate into conformity with the glory of his body by his power when he's coming. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Look at this one. I'll tell you a mystery. We'll not all sleep. We won't all die, but we'll all be what? Changed. How fast? In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet of the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. It's going to happen just like that. It's going to happen just like that. Wow. Okay, so, so far, we've got Jesus and then us. And then guess who? All the Old Testament and tribulation believers. Notice this, that all of the people who died way back over there, I don't think this is working. Yeah, there it is. Everybody who died in the Old Testament, they're going to be raised when Jesus comes at the second coming to set up his kingdom. And all the people who died in the tribulation will be raised. Look at this verse. This is, I don't want you to have to read the whole thing, but he's saying, Daniel is being told by, that, that Michael is talking about there'll be a great distress that's never occurred. That's the tribulation. And he says, and then many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake these to everlasting life and others to disgrace. He's going to raise the Old Testament saints from the dead. Look at this verse right here. Those, the, in Revelation 20, verse 4, those who died in the tribulation will be raised up to be with Jesus Christ. That's, that's just amazing. And that's, so what we see is Jesus died and rose again. In the rapture, the church is gone. At the second coming, all the Old Testament believers and the people who, uh, who died and all of the believers in the tribulation will be raised to go into the kingdom. That is the first resurrection. The first resurrection. And now, the truth is this. Everybody wants to be in the first resurrection. All the Old Testament believers who believe they're going to be in the first resurrection. Every, Jesus Christ is in the first resurrection. All of us in the church, the body of Christ that believed in Christ, we're in the first resurrection. After that, let me see if this will work. It's not working right now. I don't, it's, I don't know why. There it is. There's a kingdom for a thousand year reign of Christ. Now notice this. The rest of the dead, that's the unbelievers, did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. 
Notice this verse. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. That's us. Over these, the second death has no power. They will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for how long? Now, what happens when the thousand years is over? It's now the second resurrection or called the resurrection of death. Revelation chapter 20. I'm just going to turn over there. Revelation chapter 20. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to. We're going to eventually get to it on Sunday mornings. Revelation chapter 20 verse 11. I saw a great white throne and he who sat on it from whose presence heaven and earth passed away. I saw the dead, the great and the small standing before the throne. These are unbelievers. These are not believers. And books are opened. And it says in verse 13, And death and Hades gave up their dead, and they were all judged. That's what's going to happen. And this says, The death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. If anyone's name was not found in the book of life, they are thrown into the lake of fire. So you got the first resurrection has three parts. Christ, the church, and the Old Testament tribulation saints. Then there's a thousand year break. And then all the unbelievers of the world, of all all time will be raised up to stand before what is called the great white throne judgment. We're not getting into all the things on what the judgment is there. It has nothing to do with works for salvation or anything like that. Their names, if their name is not found written in the book of life, they're thrown in the lake of fire. How do you get your name in the book of life? By faith in Christ for eternal life. That's it. That's, that's how you get your name in there. So, bottom line, there's two resurrections. The first resurrection, all believers, is the resurrection of life. Second resurrection, all unbelievers, is the resurrection of death. In the first resurrection, Christ first, followed by the church, followed by the Old Testament tribulation believers, then the kingdom. After the kingdom, there's the second resurrection, the second death, the unbelievers, and they're raised, and then they are cast, if their names are not found written in the book of life, they're cast into the lake of fire. So I want you to have the handout that shows the resurrection. So here's the question. There it is. And so I just, you see that. How does it start? Jesus Christ is the first. We're next. It could happen any second. After we're gone, there's the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, Jesus comes back. And all the Old Testament saints and the people who died during the tribulation, they go in, get ready to go in the kingdom. At the end of the kingdom, Jesus then raised, it's called the great white throne judgment. Jesus raises every unbeliever. And if their names are not found written in the book of life, and if they're unbeliever, their names aren't found written in the book of life, they're cast to the lake of fire. That's the second resurrection. We all want to be in this resurrection. So all of us, this is where we are now. When you believe in Jesus Christ for eternal life, when he comes in the clouds, you're going with him. If you were to die before then, to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. And then when Jesus comes to get us, you're coming with him. Your body will be raised to meet you and have a glorified body. And then we'll be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So quickly, and then we could have a few questions. Let's understand that the place of resurrection depends on a person's faith in or rejection of Jesus. That's what it boils down to. If you believe in Jesus Christ, your first resurrection. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, your second resurrection. Let's have an understanding of the order of God's plan for resurrection. Let's have an understanding. Be able to share with others how it fits. That's what you want to do. And it might be a great comfort, a comfort to all of us. And then the third thing is realize that Jesus died to pay for all sin and to conquer death. So the issue, the issue for people is not their sin. The issue is not whether they're good or not. The issue is, will they believe in Jesus Christ for eternal life? Because he's already 
already paid for all sin, and he's conquered all death. Every human being will be raised from the dead. Some will be raised from the dead to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. That's because they came by faith. Others will be raised from the dead to spend eternity separated from Jesus Christ, and that's because they rejected him. So now you see the order. Christ the firstfruits, us, the church afterwards, then at the end of the tribulation, all the Old Testament believers and the people who will be raised from the, tri- from the tribulation, we go into the kingdom. When the kingdom is over, God will raise from the dead every unbeliever, and they will stand before the great white throne judgment. And if their names are not found written in the book of life, they're cast into the lake of fire. 